hey, we're really pumped up that you're here with us today. You know, I'm, I'm so excited. I love Christmas Day. I love it. Um, this morning we had a, a great time with our, with our kids and they got to open up some presents. And my wife made a big mistake this year for Christmas. She made a big mistake. Do you know what she bought my son? She bought my son his very first Nerf gun. I know. And that was a mistake because her, his dad got a hold of the Nerf gun before he got a hold of the Nerf gun. And let me just tell you what, I think I need to repent later on in the service because I just caused so much chaos this morning. It was terrible. I was chasing my kids around, shooting them. They were crying and screaming. It was terrible. Um, but I said I was sorry and I let them shoot me and it was good. But anybody else have a good Christmas morning with your family? You guys have a good time? All right. That's so awesome. Well, we're happy that you made it out. I've got a couple of announcements for you. There's a few things, two things I need to let you know about. So we are actually going to start a, a, a church-wide time of prayer and fasting, and that starts tomorrow. So for the next two weeks, we're going to be in prayer and fasting. And what we ask is that you just, you know, we're not going to tell you what to fast or tell you what to do. Um, but we ask that you basically do this, do, do this. Say no to yourself every single day. This is what I've learned about fasting and the power of saying no to your flesh. You know, when you say no and you do something that you don't want to do or you don't do something that you want to do, what tends to happen is you start learning how to control your flesh. You start learning how to be the master and allow the spirit to lead you instead of your flesh. Here's the problem that I've realized in many Christians' lives is that they have a hard time saying no to sin because they can't even say no to cookies. You have a hard time saying no to sin because you can't turn off the TV at night, right? So we, we can't control these very basic small things in our life and we expect to be able to stand up to the enemy and say no. No, that's not how this works. You have to practice saying no. And so what I wanna ask you to do to, for the next two weeks is find something in your life that you can say no to. You know, many of you saw, I've started jumping in the ice bath, and I don't want to get in an ice bath. That's not something that I, I want to be freezing cold, but I've learned something. If I make myself do something I don't want to do, later on in the day when the enemy comes, because how many know the enemy does come, and when he tempts me and whispers in my ear, it's easier for me to tell him no because I've already told myself no. Right? You get, you get, that's the power of fasting and prayer. So we're going to take the next two weeks to really pray and fast and start our New Year's off right. And I'm really excited about it. So, so join us in that. Find something you can say no to. And then finally, on New Year's Eve, this coming Saturday, we're going to have our worship night right here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. So if you want to celebrate New Year's with us, bring your friends, bring your family. Pastor Dion's going to be with us and our CNC worship team. And man, we're just going to be worshiping Jesus. That's the objective. That's the goal is to get Jesus in the room and we're going to be glorifying him all the way into 2023. It's going to be a great night. So join us. It starts at 11 p.m. and we'll see you guys there. Amen? Amen. Well, now this is such a special time. We get to take tithing offering on Christmas Day. This is so cool. I feel like one of the wise men, right? One of the wise men bringing Jesus a present. Um, but no, as we prepare our tithe and offering, you know, it's such a special time of the year. And I know that, you know, money's tight for many of us. We just spent all of our savings buying, you know, uh, uh, Paw Patrol toys and 
Barbie dream house cars and all that stuff. And, and it can be stressful time for parents. You know, I understand. But man, let's not forget the, 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 the power and the, the, the majesty of the person of Jesus. And let's not get so overwhelmed with life where we forget to give Jesus, the one who actually gave us the breath and woke us up this morning, what he deserves in this time as well. So as you prepare your tithe and your offering, I want to bless it. There's a few ways you can give. You can give you a push pay cash app. The envelopes are in the seat, seat right in front of you if you want to give that way and all the different ways around the screens. But let's do this. Let's hold it up before the Lord and let's bless it. Jesus, we thank you. We're so thankful and grateful for you, especially on today as we celebrate what you did so many years ago, that you came in the form of a baby so humbly, so lowly, Jesus. You took on flesh and you became, you went from being God to being the servant of your creation. What an example, Jesus. And so in this time, in this moment, we give our tithe and offering as a way not to try to manipulate you, Jesus, but as a way to say thank you today to say thank you for all that you've done, everything that you've given us, even the unseen places where you've put things together that we'll never even know, Jesus, the, where you worked in the background and, and we'll never even realize what you've done for us, but there's so many blessings that have been poured out on our life. We give this tithe and offering in a response to that and we say thank you. Come on, say thank you with me today. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you would bless this gift, you would use it to further your kingdom in this region, and I pray that you would bless every giver in this house. In your name I pray. Everyone said, amen, amen and amen. Well, church, I'm really excited to be here with you and bring the word to you. You know, as I was looking through the Christmas story, did anybody read the Christmas story in, in, in Luke chapter 1 and 2? Anybody read that, that account? Well, awesome. If you, if you didn't do it, go home and read through it because, man, it's such a powerful account of the birth of Jesus. And as I was reading through it uh, over this last week, I realized something, that there is a superhero found in the story, but he's not as evident as a lot of people think. There is a hidden hero. Everybody say hidden hero. So today we're going to talk about the hidden hero. And listen, guys, I know some of the kids are in here with us, and, and I don't want to spoil it, but this hidden hero is not Captain America. Captain America is not found in Luke chapter 1 and 2. Do you know who else is not the hidden hero? It's not Iron Man. It's not Batman or Superman. I know those are our heroes, right? But there's, there's a hero that's even older than those heroes. This hero was actually found all the way in the very beginning of the Bible. When you go all the way to Genesis chapter 1, you see this hero there. And then all throughout the Bible, you see this hero come up and, 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 and show who the Lord is. And then even now today, as we sit here in 2000, getting ready to be 2023, we have this hero among us as well. Does anybody know who the hero is? Who's the hero? Jesus? Close. Close. The Holy Spirit. This hero is the Holy Spirit. He's the hidden hero of the Christmas story. So the idea for this message is this. The Holy Spirit is the unseen hero of Christmas. Amen? So let's pray. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to be here with us, and we're going to get into this message today. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We love you. We acknowledge you as God here on this earth. We value you, Holy Spirit. And we ask right now that you would bring the spirit of wisdom and revelation to us, that we can see you, that we can know you, that we can leave here differently than when we came in. Not because of a, a good worship song or a good message, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
is with us. We bless you and we honor you. In your name I pray. Everyone said Amen. Amen. So there's three things that I noticed about this hidden hero. He did a couple of things throughout the Christmas story, and I want to share with what they are with you, okay? So the first thing I notice is that, is this, that the Holy Spirit transforms you. Can we say that together? The Holy Spirit transforms you. I want to look at this verse in Luke chapter 1, verse 28. This is what the Bible says, as the angel of the Lord came to Mary, and this is what the angel said to her. He said, he said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. And then he says this, blessed are you among women. This is such an interesting, interesting thought because before the angel of the Lord came to Mary, do you know who Mary was? Mary was just this, you know, middle of the road. She was in her teenage years and she was just your average girl. There was nothing special about Mary. There was nothing, you know, unspecial about Mary. She was just like one of us. She was just like you and I. Mary could have been anybody in this room, any woman in this room. But when the angel of the Lord came to Mary, all of a sudden, Mary went from being one thing to being a completely different person. Now she wasn't just regular old Mary. She was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Do you see how when the Holy Spirit came upon her life, she completely was transformed? Now, this is the blueprint for a believer. Now, obviously, we, we don't get to have the privilege of, of, of what Mary did as, as she brought in Jesus into this, this natural world. But we kind of, in a similar way, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he changes who we are and Jesus is brought into the earth again. This is what I want to tell you today, church. If you are not being actively changed by the Holy Spirit, there's a, good, there's a good chance that you don't have a close enough relationship with him. Because here's the deal. God didn't just save you just to save you so you can go to heaven. God saved you and he is saving you. You are being saved, which means you are in the process of transformation. And that transformation looks like the Holy Spirit telling you to be quiet. It looks like the Holy Spirit saying, no, you need to go back and apologize to that person. It looks like the Holy Spirit says, hey, I don't want you using that word anymore, or I don't need you doing that anymore. Why? These aren't comfortable things to hear, but when we understand that the Holy Spirit is here to mature us and grow us as believers, we really step into the, the, the full relationship that the Holy Spirit is here for. The, the ugly truth is that I know a lot of Christians who have, who have sat in churches like this for decades, but they're only about one year old in their spiritual life. They're baby, immature Christians. And of course, that's nobody in this room. Nobody, nobody in here, I'm not talking about anybody in here, okay? But in other churches, they're baby Christians. You guys are not. Other churches. But, but the sad truth is just because you come here doesn't mean you're a mature believer, you're a mature believer when you allow the Holy Spirit to correct you and work on you. Look at this verse in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says this, Paul writes, and he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Come on, somebody say self-control. <laughs> Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. To be a true believer, it looks like this. You are dying to your flesh. And if you haven't died to your flesh, that means you're not walking in the Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is here not to just encourage you, not to just comfort you, but he's here to transform you. This is what we see. The Holy Spirit came and transformed an ordinary teenage girl into the mother of Jesus. How incredible is that? Here's what I want you to take away. If you are not changing, you are not being led by the Spirit. I know that's kind of harsh for Christmas Day, right? But, but I want us to be honest with ourselves and take inventory of your life and, and, and look at your life and say, man, is, has this behavior changed? Has this attitude changed? Have, has the way I talked or the way I interact with people, have I, am I changing? And listen, it's okay if it's not a drastic change. It's, a, it's okay, but, but is, there, is there measurable change, even a little bit, even a little bit of change? And if you can see it, that's amazing, that's good. That means you're following the voice of the Holy Spirit. But if you can't see it, it means you're not doing a good job of being spirit-led, right? And we want to be spirit-led. So that's the first thing I noticed. The, the hidden hero of Christmas changes and transforms people. Here's the second thing that the Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always reveal Jesus. Look at this verse in Luke chapter 1, verse 35. The Bible says this, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Man, how in the world did a virgin give birth to Jesus? It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and very similarly to the life of Mary, when the Holy Spirit comes into the life of a believer, the goal and the objective is always to reveal Jesus. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he is creating something inside of you, not just for the benefit of you, but because he wants to reveal Jesus in you. He wants to show the world around you who Jesus is. And, and the truth is, many people, let me rephrase that, many Christians don't even read their Bibles, let alone the people that don't believe in Jesus. They're not reading their Bible. You know, just the other day I heard on, on Instagram this, this person say something negative towards the Bible. They said, oh, the Bible's so confusing and contradictory. And then the other person was sitting there and saying, you've never read the Bible. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that's the sad truth, right? Like we have so many people, Christians that don't read the Bible, but, but people don't read the Bible. And so think about this. If the world around us is going to get to know who Jesus is, they're not going to get to know Jesus through the word of God. They're going to get to know Jesus through you. Paul, in fact, tells, and tells us that we are living epistles, that we live out God to those around us. So if your life is not revealing Jesus, man, then the people around you are not going to meet him. It's our job, church, to allow the Holy Spirit to come into our life, to reveal Jesus through us so that everyone around us can know who Jesus is. John chapter 16, Jesus says this. He says this about the Holy Spirit. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Listen to this. This is amazing. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. This is the role of the Holy Spirit, to come into your life, to transform you, and then to reveal Jesus through you. So often we think that God, the Holy Spirit, he's out to set us up to make our name great. 
And listen, God's going to do some amazing things with you. There's promises all throughout the Bible about how God's going to heal you. He's going to bless you. He's going to take care of you. Why? Because he's a good father and he takes care of our children. But do not get it twisted. The world does not revolve around you. It's not about you at all. In fact, it's all about Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he wants to transform you. He wants to comfort you and make your life better and do all of these great things. But his primary objective is to glorify the person of Jesus so that you and I, as we go and move throughout our life, we look like Jesus. We smell like Jesus. We don't look like a glorified, better version of ourselves, but we look like the Son of God. And everyone around us can see and say, man, that is what I want to be. See, this is where the Pharisees got it wrong, right? They allowed, they allowed the word of God to transform them, somewhat to transform them. They were kind of faking it most off, but, but they allowed the word of God to transform them so they would act righteous and act holy and, and, and look proper on the outside. But what does Jesus say about them? Man, you look good on the outside, but inside you're filthy, you're dirty. Why? Because they were doing these things and going through the motions so that they would be great, so that they would have a name, they would have a reputation, so that everyone would look at them and say, man, they're awesome. But how many know, man, that's not what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to prop you up so people don't say, man, Pastor Clarence is amazing. They, he, the Holy Spirit's working in Pastor Clarence's life so that people say, man, Jesus is amazing. Because it's always, all, and it always has been and always will be all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is not here to, to glorify you. He's here to glorify Jesus. Amen. Here's the third thing that the Holy Spirit is here to do. Jesus revealed will always bless others. Jesus revealed. Remember, so the Holy Spirit comes, he transforms our life. He makes us new. He grows us. He, he trains us. He teaches us. He removes things from our life. He adds things to our life. And then what happens is we notice that we start bearing the fruits of the Spirit and we start revealing Jesus to people. And when that happens, when Jesus is revealed, people around you are always blessed. People around you are always better because Jesus has shown through your life. Watch this in Luke chapter 1, verse 42. This is what the Bible says. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and then watch, then Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So to give you some context, Elizabeth was Mary's cousin in a sense. And, 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 and Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth at the time was pregnant with John the Baptist. You guys know John the Baptist, right? Pregnant with John the Baptist. And when Mary comes into Elizabeth's presence, the baby inside of her starts, starts breaking it down, man. John the Baptist is on the inside and he's just, he's just going to town because he's realized he's in the presence of Jesus. And that's how people should respond and act when they're in our presence. When they come into your presence, they should feel like, oh man, I, I'm not just in the presence of Kendall, I'm in the presence of Jesus. The Jesus on the inside of her is a blessing to me. And just as Mary came to Elizabeth, not only was she blessed and she realized Jesus was in the room, but something else miraculous happened. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. How powerful was that? See, I don't think you guys realize what a miracle it was that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit because at this time, the Holy Spirit wasn't given. 
The Holy Spirit wasn't released into the earth. There was a very few number of people who were actually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible actually says that before, before this, that, people, that, that the Holy Spirit came upon people. And this is how the Holy Spirit would interact with individuals in the Old Testament. They would, he would come upon people, he would rest on them, and then he would leave. He would come and he would go because they were sinful people. Jesus hadn't yet come and died on the cross, so he couldn't remain. But the Bible says this, that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of your life, church, when he begins to transform your heart, when he begins to to, to make you everything that he's written about you, you know, the Bible says in Psalms that God has written a book about your life every single day. And what I believe the Holy Spirit's job is, is to come into your life as he's holding the book that God wrote about you and make changes and say, oh man, okay, God, you wrote this. Let me, let me just tweak that over there. Okay, what else did you write? Oh, you wrote that? Let me take this away because you don't, you don't need that. You don't need that attitude anymore, right? That's not in your book. Oh, what's in your book? Oh, this is in your book? Let me put that there. And the Holy Spirit is the architect and God is the, is the, has the master blueprint of your life. And as the Holy Spirit is in our life and he's, he's transforming us, he's changing us, he's shaping us and molding us, the Holy Spirit comes and Jesus is revealed. And now all of a sudden when your coworkers are talking to you, your family members are talking to you, they're blessed, not because of how good you are, but they're blessed because Jesus has been revealed in your life. Because you look different, because you act different, because the God on the inside of you has been able to express who he is and everything about you has been changed. This is, what, this is how you know you're spirit-led. You ready? You know you are spirit-led when people around you are blessed. When people around you are better. You know, I've been, I've been around a lot of angry Christians. I've been, does anybody know any angry Christians? I've, I know some angry Christians and some Christians that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah, you love the Lord, but it's okay. I want to keep my distance, right? But, but here's the truth. When you come into contact with somebody and they leave your presence, they should be better people than they were before you met them. Man, there's some people that I know that when I talk to this person, I'm going to leave better because of who God is on the inside of them. I know that, man, like there's so many people in this room, like, like Pastor Gail, I know when I talk to you, I'm going to leave different because of Jesus on the inside of you. I know it. I have not a doubt. I know that there's people, so many in this room, that when we have a conversation or where you shoot me a text message or I talk on the phone, I'm like, man, I can't wait to talk to this person because when I leave, I'm going to be blessed. Come on, how many want to have a testimony like that? Where, man, when I, when I interact with individuals, when I'm around people, they leave and they say, man, I'm so happy that that person's in my life because when I talk to them, I feel Jesus. I feel the Holy Spirit resting upon me. This is the beauty of the hidden hero of Christmas. He's the Holy Spirit. When you read this and look for the Holy Spirit, what you find is that without the Holy Spirit, none of this happens. None of this happens without the Holy Spirit. Even when you go back all the way to the first book of the Bible, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. He was resting over the waters and he was waiting for God to speak. And at the word of God, the Holy Spirit began to work. Everywhere you look in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is this hidden figure that's woven into the scriptures. And what I want to do today is I want to take him out of the hidden place and set him up in the forefront of our mind and let us know, remind us today that yes, it's all about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is how we get to Jesus. Think about this with me for a minute. Jesus 
is where? Where is Jesus right now? He's seated at the right hand of the Father, which means that him and God are not here. They're up there. Well, I don't know if heaven's up, but you know. He's in heaven, wherever heaven is. We just naturally think it's like up in space. But the God, God and, and Jesus, they're in heaven. The Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is the only thing that we have. That's all that we have. We don't have God here. We don't have Jesus here. In fact, Jesus said, it's better that I'm not here because then the Holy Spirit can come. And as we celebrate this Christmas season, this New Year's season, what I wanna do is I wanna go into 2023. I wanna celebrate this time and honor the person of the Holy Spirit. I want our priority to change in our life to where every single day, in every decision, in every interaction, we run to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Holy Spirit, help me guard my tongue. I'm getting ready to, getting ready to go into this family Christmas dinner. Guard my tongue, right? Help me, Lord. Help me with my kids. You know, just the other day, you know, Emily and I, we kind of got a little too snippy with our kids and we just felt the Holy Spirit saying, man, we, we need to rectify that situation. And we did that. And we allowed the Holy Spirit to lead us. And that's what it's all about. Every single moment going, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Being led, being a spirit-led person is the key to allowing Jesus to be revealed in your life. Amen? Do me a favor. Stand to your feet today as we pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you and we honor you as the, not, not the hidden hero of Christmas, but the hero of Christmas. No longer hidden. The Holy Spirit that without you, without you coming into Mary's life and, and producing the person of Jesus, man, we wouldn't have the miracle of Jesus. Without you hovering over the waters, Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have the very earth that we stand on. And so we honor you and we recognize you as God and we ask that in this moment that you would reveal yourself to us in a deeper way. Holy Spirit, will you transform our lives? Come on, right now, I just want you to invite the Holy Spirit into your life, it, even into those, those hidden, dark areas, those areas that you're like, nope, I don't want to change in. Open yourself up to the, the guiding, the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, reveal truth to me. Remove any wickedness inside of me. Make me not who I want to be, but who you want me to be. Holy Spirit, will we begin to see the fruits of the Spirit manifested in our life? Love, patience, goodness. All of these benefits of having you work on us, would you show us the fruits of your labor? Holy Spirit, we ask that as you work on us, as you, as you mold us and shape us, would Jesus be revealed through our life? Would you glorify Jesus in us, God? Holy Spirit, as we interact with others, as we go into work and go into school and different family functions, would there be an undeniable testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ? Not because who we are or how good we are, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit working through our life. Will we be the living epistles that can show the world the majesty, the beauty, and the glory of the person of Jesus? We want to honor you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us. Help us to honor Jesus with our life. And finally, I pray that as we pursue you, Jesus, as, as the Holy Spirit leads us, 
I pray that those around us would be blessed. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that as you lead us and you guide us, you don't just lead us for ourselves, but you lead us so that we could be a blessing to the nations of this earth. I pray right now for divine encounters and interactions. I pray that we would get so good at following you, Holy Spirit, that you would set up these divine appointments where, where, where people's lives would be transformed under the power of the Holy Spirit. Whether it's a, he, a miracle of healing or, or a word of knowledge or, or some expression of love, a reminder, Holy Spirit, would you, would you use us as these vessels to bless your people? We love you, Jesus, and we bless your holy name. In your name I pray. Everybody said, amen. amen. Here's how I'd like to end the service. You know, I'm going to ask some of my altar ministers and team pastors to come up here. And as, as we're here today and, and as we're celebrating Christmas, if you're here and you don't really, first, if you don't know, if you don't know Jesus, well, you got to meet Jesus first. He's the door. He's how we get into the party, right? Jesus is everything. But if you don't know Jesus, we want you to give your heart to Jesus today. But, but also, if you feel like you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard about there being a Holy Spirit or whatever the case is. We want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit because this is so powerful. The Holy Spirit is like a cheat code for your life. You might have been trying to live this life on your own in your own strength, but the Holy Spirit comes to empower us, to help us live this Christian life. I, lo I love what Pastor Tossie taught on the Holy Spirit a few months ago. He said the Holy Spirit comes to live this life for you. But that doesn't mean he's gonna be like a puppet and make you do things. That means he's gonna be like a father and lead you and show you how to do this life. So if you're here and you say, you know what, I, I, wanna, I want a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. I wanna invite you to come up and, and pray with one of our altar ministers. If you, if you don't have your heavenly prayer language and you, you wanna be able to speak in tongues and pray in tongues, we wanna pray with you. We believe that that's a good gift that the Father wants to give you. And what better gift could you receive on Christmas than the gift of speaking in tongues. That's so amazing, right? So if you desire that, come forward as well. Church, I wanna, I wanna thank you all for joining us during our Christmas service. If you need prayer for anything else as well, we wanna invite you to come up. But remember this, live right, love everyone, and pray hard, and we'll see you guys in the new year on New Year's Day next week. Love you all very much. Have a wonderful wet rest of your Christmas.